What's up, everybody? Nate here. Welcome or welcome back to the living room, or TLR for short. We are so pumped that you are here. If you have no idea what you stumbled upon or you forgot since last time, TLR is a podcast in the community where we talk about life, faith, and honestly, whatever else comes up. We created this community for anyone who wants to join in on these conversations. And listen, we really, really want you to join in on this conversation. So if you would like to join, Instagram is the best way. On our page, we'd love for you to share your thoughts and beliefs, but more importantly, to listen to what other people are sharing. This is a great way to meet new people and to get connected with all the different things we have going on at Sojourn. Don't worry, we have linked all this info in our description. Well, that's enough for me for now, <laughs> but listen, wherever you are in your life journey, we hope you enjoy today's episode and it inspires you to continue this conversation and to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the living room. I am so excited. I know I'm excited every week, but like Seriously, this week is is just one of those special weeks that before I've even like recorded this episode, I just think we have something special and exciting for you guys. And that is because we kicked everybody else out, okay? Emma's not here, Sarah's not here, Tyler's not here, Molly's not here. It's me and my special friend Lorraine. Okay, Lorraine is joining us, and so I am excited for you guys to hear from her. Um and yeah, I cannot wait as we get into talking about some things, talking about a uh, movie that uh, that honestly my six year old has been making me watch this over and over again. And so I'm excited for you guys to hear us as we talk about that and we have some good conversations around that movie. But before we jump into our conversation today, I would love for you guys to just get to know Lorraine some. So Lorraine, you want to say what's up and hello to everybody and just share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, what's up, everyone? Uh, glad to be here with you all today. Uh, my name is Lorraine Quintero. Uh, I'm a student at Rick, and I am of Latin descent. I am Puerto Rican, and <laughs> represent for my whoa, people. Whoa. Yeah, you can't and see me I'm on video. Too. Sorry, I was like, yeah, I gotta say that though. I can't just like, yeah, I can't raise yes. the roof with my hands. They can't see that. Yeah, Latin yes, descent. Yes. Woo, Puerto Rican. Woo. Okay, sorry. Yep, and I am also the vice president of Lasso at Rick, so I'm really glad to be talking about this. I'm also a Disney fanatic, and having Disney, um, you know, represent the Latin community in this movie has been awesome, so I love to talk about it. Yes, yes, and so if you can't piece it together yet, we're going to be talking about Encanto, Disney's newest movie, and we, and you know, if you haven't seen it yet, there's obviously going to be spoilers here, so you should stop listening, save this, go watch it. I don't know why you haven't watched it yet, and then you can come back and listen to this, so that's your spoiler warning. But, so, I I thought we could set it up like this, like, I'm going to ask you in a second, like, what you liked about it, and I just thought it'd be a great jumping off point to know that, like, <laughs> this is the setup, how passionate I be, have become about this movie, because, um, I don't want, I don't. I wouldn't say that like I'm anti-Disney or not a Disney, like I'm just not a Disney fanatic and stuff, but I do have a six-year-old and a two-year-old. My two-year-old loves Mickey Mouse. And when I say love, I mean is obsessed with Mickey Mouse. And so they're definitely fanatics about Disney. And so my daughter, before I'm pretty sure before the movie even came out, my daughter's talking about like Encanto, Encanto. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, 
and she's like, we have to go see it. And I was like, okay, whatever. And <clears throat> excuse me, my, my grandparents being uh better people than me were like on like opening weekend. They're like, we'll take you sweetie. And I'm like, great. I don't have to go see a kid movie. And so they go, and this is my first introduction. I know nothing about the movie. Okay. And my dad comes home and my dad's not really like an emotional guy. He kind of like suppresses or just doesn't talk about his emotions a lot. He comes home and he goes, Nate, I need to show you something. <laughs> and he pulls up YouTube and he plays surface pressure. Okay. And he's like, that is me. That's how I feel. And I'm like, dad, you need a counselor. Okay. <laughs> like, like, okay. And, and again, I'm still like, okay, great. So this movie just makes you emotional. I definitely don't want to watch it now. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm like, great. Um, but again, my daughter's talking about it over and over again. And so then it gets on Disney plus and she's like, daddy, you have to watch with me. And now at this point I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to say no to my daughter. It, uh, we've removed all the barriers and I watch it and oh my goodness, it might be one of the best di movies just in general I've seen. Definitely one of the top Disney movies. There's so much to unpack there. Um, and there's so much that even like after watching it one time and then packing it and stuff, like, there's so much to unpack there that I'm like, I, I love this movie. It covers, I mean, you talked about this, we, or we hinted at this already, but that you have representation in there. You have mental health, family dynamics, uh, your giftings, uh, the impact of community. I mean, there's so many things covered in this kid's movie. Good writing, okay? Like, seriously. Music. Don't forget I, I, the soundtrack I, is phenomenal. That's what I'm going to get to. Like, first off, how many projects can Lin-Manuel Miranda work on? Okay? That's just like, seriously, like, dude, bro, slow down. You're making, you're embarrassing all of us. Okay? <laughs> like, you're just popping stuff out left and right. Like, bam, yes. fire project here. Fire project here. Fire project. And I'm just like, there's so much happening here. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so, that was me. Uh, more importantly, I would love to hear what you loved about it. Um, and like, you know, it sounds like if you're a Disney fanatic, you're maybe excited about it right away, maybe more excited than I was to start off For with, sure. but yeah, like what is it that you loved about this movie? Yeah. My story was a little bit different than yours. Cause as soon as Disney dropped the official promo, I was like, dude, alert, alert. They are coming out with a Disney movie that represents Hispanic families, Latin families. And I was so happy, even though. I'm Puerto Rican and I'm not Colombian, obviously. Mm -hmm. I was still so excited because, you know, we fall under this umbrella. And, you know, although we have distinct things about our culture, we all are very united by like our passion and a lot of our family dynamics. Mm. Um, but honestly, when I watched the movie for the first time, I watched it with my sisters. Mm. Um, and it was so it was so funny because we were all excited to watch the movie. And as soon as the movie was done, we were all like sitting on the couch sobbing with an awkward silence kind of staring at each other because we all could identify with at least one of the characters yeah. and that's what i think is so phenomenal about this movie is that even if you're not latin um for sure the latinx community can identify with this because it's just telling you know a story that a lot of us can relate to but even if you're not you know the older siblings mm -hmm. looking up to luisa and like all of those things it's just being able to to see ourselves in these characters was something that Disney just got right with this movie. 100%. And I love it. 100%. I mean, I want us to think about this for a second. The 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 just the two stories we just told. This just dawned on me as you're sharing that. So this is one of the just a uh, powerful note about 
how powerful art can be, especially storytelling, because there's not many things that, like, especially in our society, that a 50-something-year-old man from South Carolina, okay, <laughs> can experience and feel very similarly, and, and albeit different, like, you know, because obviously different background, I understand that, but very similarly or resonate with a story the same with a Puerto Rican family in Providence, okay, you know, yes. <laughs> like, like, I mean, just the, like, that if you just put a picture of, like, you and your sisters and my dad side by side, it'd be like, okay, there's not my, you know, find the similarities, but, like, there is some shared experiences here, and, and this is more to the point of what I want to get to is that through that, so like, uh, you know, we're not talking about my dad anymore, but for me, same thing that like, yes, there's some shared things that like family dynamics and stuff like that. But what it opened up for me was starting to understand, okay, well, this was kind of cool for me and, and stuff, but like, there's maybe an extra punch here or an extra, like not punch, but like an extra like importance for, uh, Latin families. Right. And, and starting to unpack that, that opened up a whole nother layer to this that, like, of course, I didn't realize upon first watching. Um, and I just find that fascinating. They're like, that's what storytelling can do. Yeah, I love that because I think it. this movie raised a lot of conversations that people were not having before, which is good. That's what art should do, you know? Like, it, it really got people talking and got them thinking and talking about family dynamics, talking about generational trauma, talking about representation. Just mm. as simple as, like, seeing a, a ginger Hispanic in this movie was like, <laughs> yay, I was so excited to see that. And, like, even, um, you know, some of my friends were asking me, like, you know, why is why does the family, like, not look related? Because they just all mm -hmm. look so different. And a lot of times that really is how latinx families look like yeah. you know my sisters and i maybe we don't look super alike but we're all from the same family and that that really is just how how you know a lot of us latin families look especially with afro latinos getting mm -hmm. that representation it was really amazing seeing uh you know such beautiful characters with such rich stories um wow. represent people that look like me really just was awesome and like like you were saying it was a conversation starter it made people think and reflect on things that they may not have realized before 100 percent. so i want to jump into some of those in a second but one last little like set in the stage uh like icebreaker uh we're pretty much already in but i gotta know um not which character you're related to the most but did you have a favorite character okay because for me there's one very clear one uh, but yes, did you have a favorite character? I love Bruno. Bruno? I love Bruno so much. <laughs> I just, ah, uh, there's something about him that I feel like some people missed, but a lot of people didn't, um, was the fact that like, even though his family kind of rejected him and he was treated as an outcast, he never left his family. Mm. And he was constantly like, his, his mindset was like, you know, my family's my family. And like, he wanted to protect them in a way, uh, just... I kind of just, you know, felt so bad. Like I empathize with him because he was like listening to his family and like seeing them grow up basically without him. Mm. Uh, but he never, he never let that stop him from loving his family. And I, I thought that was so beautiful. And yeah. he's also quirky and like yes. funny and just, yeah. <laughs> he was good. Yes. So him, uh, I think he was my second favorite. Okay. Um, 
But number one for me, she didn't get a ton of screen time, but it was just Dolores. Like, I feel like we need a second movie so that, that like, so she can get more screen time. Because it's just every little scene she was in, it just made me chuckle. I don't know. She was just my favorite. Like, when she hears the secret, she's like, I don't know. It just made me laugh yes. so much. Every and she's time sitting I at the, the table. Movie, I notice a few things about her. <laughs> How she claps with her fingers. Yep. It's too loud to clap regularly. Yep. So like, funny. That girl needs more screen time. Let's get her back. <laughs> so. Yeah, I hope that they do a second movie. I feel like there's a lot. There's a lot that they can do with the with these characters. A hundred percent. There is one hundred percent. So we started to touch on some of like like you know broad range some of the things that this touched, uh, and we could go in so many directions with this, right? That like, uh, I mean, representation family trauma, <laughs> mental health, uh, the impacts of your gifts, um, you know, the impact that this has for other Latin families, um, you know, yeah, get so many directions that can go, you're the guest, <laughs> I guess, I kind of want you to set the direction and we go and start unpacking some of this, um, maybe it's through your journey and watching it, why you felt like this was such a big deal, um, and so I, I guess the question that I'll ask for you is it like what impact did this start to have on you um you know as you started to see all the areas that this this started to touch and yeah let's dive into some of those i think it was like a huge conversation starter in my family i have a pretty large family um i have four sisters and you know we were watching this movie together thankfully and like I said, we just kind of looked at each other because we we know that we could all resonate with mm. one or another character. And so the conversation after the movie, you know, after we dried our tears was like, <laughs> who do you think? Who do you think you are? Like, what character do you think you are? And um, I thought that was so interesting because we were actually able to hear maybe things that, you know, we weren't sharing before because it's mm. it, a lot of times when you when you're in a big family, you have to kind of, or you feel that you need to take up a role in mm -hmm. order to like keep the family, you know, in check, keep them going and like keep it together. Mm -hmm. And so we were all able to kind of like touch on what we feel our role is like with resonating with these characters. And, and I think that that was like really healing in a way. I know it sounds yeah. silly because it's a Disney movie, but it really was a healing conversation that we were able to have. And, you know, uh, going forward, knowing how each of us kind of felt much like how Maribel did um, with, you know, actually hearing each other out, you're able to rebuild and restructure things so that everyone in the family is able to benefit and, you know, feel good about where, you know, their family dynamics are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is one that like, so I guess one of the things that made me become kind of passionate why I wanted to have this conversation is that i read an article um about how therapists i sent this to you uh about a week ago about how therapists are using this with clients to to do it and so in therapy do exactly what you did with your sisters right um and and it's just very interesting but one of the i'm reading this straight from the uh the article and we'll link it uh, in our description but this says therapists who spoke with CNN say that they're taking talking about this movie with their clients in Kanto 
many of whom are first-generation children of immigrants who see themselves reflected in the story, and they hear their experiences on the soundtrack and are using Encanto to speak about things that otherwise might go unsaid. And one of the therapists is quoted as saying, I think it's going to have a great impact on society. People are seeing this movie, and they're realizing they're seeing themselves in it. And the article goes on to talk about some of this, but would you say, and again, both of us are only speaking from experience here, so obviously you're not speaking for every Latin family out there, but would you say that like you, that it's fair from your experience to assume that like there's a lot of Latin families that are like, I can see our family dynamics at play here? Oh, absolutely. Just within like conversations with friends, um, uh, Lasso discussed it a little bit in one of our meetings and we're planning on doing more things with Encanto. Um, but, you know, just having discussions with other um, Latinx people from different cultures, not necessarily Puerto Rican. Like I actually talked to my Colombian friends and, mm. and hearing, hearing all of the, the ways that we're able to identify with the, like the storyline um, was really great for a lot of people who, you know, immigrated from a different country they were fleeing violence much like what the abuela you know was going through and those things when they're bottled up and they're not dealt with they cause issues much like what happened you know to the characters in this story where abuela meant well she was the mm -hmm. matriarch of the family she was just trying to keep everything together and for the sake of saving face maybe and not expressing what was going on inside it ended up hurting the people that she loved. Mm. And, and a lot of times that happens and it's really difficult, um, you know, for the children in this experience um, because we don't want to ever make our parents feel bad because they've done the best with what they have. Yep. Um, and so I think this was a really good conversation starter that was in a loving way to be able to say, you know, for us to even see what, you know, the people that came before us may have had to go through and mm. how that reflects in how family dynamics end up working. Yeah. Yeah. So that's huge. Uh, that's so, so big. And I want to, you know, like I want to proceed with, uh, I'm going to be vulnerable here for a second and, uh, and ask for a little grace from everybody because, um, but I think that what I'm going to share and my some initial reactions and then processing and having these conversations shows, again, why this is such an important conversation starter. And so here's the thing straight up. And, and what I'm about to say is a uh, <laughs> is an extremely uh, privileged statement, because when I watched the movie for the first time, my first react one of my just gut reactions was I was like, that grandmother's terrible. Like, like that abuela is terrible. Like, yeah, I was like, that like, she might be worse than Grandpa Joe, like from Charlie Willy Wonka and the Charlie Factory, just sitting on his couch. And I just, and I was like, I remember talking to my brother. So see, again, white family here watching. And I remember talking to my brother, like after my daughter left, because I didn't want to trash on the movie in front of her. I remember just talking to my brother, like that grandma's. I would never do that to my kids. I can't believe that somebody would do that to their kids, and blah 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 blah, and just all this stuff. And then, and luckily for me, I kept it in that. I kept it there, and I didn't go around telling everybody that because I would have felt like a real fool. Because 
Then when I started to hear uh, my Latinx friends talk about it, I was like, wait a second. I think I'm missing something. <laughs> and it's everything you just described. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I called my brother and I was like, we're idiots. Don't tell anybody that <laughs> no, we said real. that. <laughs> because the point that I want to double down on is the part that you said that for a lot of people in this country, a lot of uh, Latin families, like, they did like that that generation had to escape you know violence uh mm -hmm. poverty all kinds of trauma inducing scenarios and i'm sitting here you know coming from a family that's been extremely just you know privileged that we haven't had that and i'm like man that grandmother i can't believe she's handling it that way and yeah. and unfortunately uh, a lot of people in our society, and, and, and let's just call it what it is, a lot of people who are in the same boat as me, and so a lot of white families who haven't had that in their family background and their family ancestry, um, they probably feel the same way as I do. And, and, and unfortunately, they're not as quick to turn around as I am and not to toot my own horn because I still missed it. But the point is, like... That's I think that's the point is that if that's not been your experience, it's easy to miss because it's like, well, come on, grandmother, like just love your kids better. Like, why'd you let your kids out the door? Like, you know, and and yeah, and, and, and I know trauma can come from more than just uh, immigrating to a country. But I don't know. I just I guess that's just a thing to open up on how like why this conversation is important because for people who can't relate like me it's still important to say hey maybe there is something here you're missing and maybe there's something here to learn from your friends and from people and from their experiences and what their family has had to go through before you just sit there and like why don't you just love your kids better <laughs> i mean yeah even for even like outside of immigration uh, for Hispanic families that have been here for generations, uh, just culturally, a lot of times, I mm -hmm. think this is changing. Um, like as a global society, we're becoming much more like accepting of like going to therapy. Yep. But for a lot of Latin, uh, a lot of Latin families, there's still the stigma. That's like, you're going to therapy. That's crazy. Um, and I think that, that you can kind of see that, in in abuela because mm -hmm. she just she went through something extremely traumatizing she lost her home she mm -hmm. lost her husband to violence and then she was given this gift that kind of put the rest of the community on her shoulders where they were mm -hmm. looking to her for guidance and that's what a lot of people experience uh and so i guess you could say like you know she wasn't she wasn't really addressing the issue Maybe Abuela didn't get therapy and that's mm -hmm. why, you know, the trauma was passed on. Yep. And I think that's why Maribel's, uh, Mirabel's character is so special because she was able to kind of actually hear her family out. She went around to everyone and was listening to them. And I think just communication is like where everything starts. Mm -hmm. She listened to how they were feeling. She accepted them for, you know, the changes that they wanted to make. And, you know, she told, she told her abuela tam, uh, tambien, I was going to, my Spanglish came out. <laughs> Spanglish. She told her abuela as well, uh, you know, like, that's not, that's not what we need to do to make this family heal and move forward. Yeah. And I think that that also is representative of when they're rebuilding the home. It's like rebuilding the family dynamic. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's huge. And, you know, speaking to, to my community and my people, it's like, 
there's there's stories and experiences and trauma and just challenges. I mean, there's so many things that arrogantly too often we can be like, oh yeah, we understand how how the world works. We understand, you know, what people go through or whatever. And it's like, no, listen, actually listen, (laughs) actually listen to stories and listen to what, what stories are you hearing? What voices are you letting speak into that? And, you know, like for this, it's a Disney movie that a bunch of kids are going to love and every kid, you know, is going to watch it and they're singing it. I mean, dropping my kid off at school, like, I mean, every, you know, I'm starting to see the change. We've gone from frozen backpacks, so I'm starting to see some Encanto ones and like, I'm like, oh, yeah, transition's happening here. I love that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the kids sing, I mean, like every other kid is like, we don't talk about brute. Okay. And I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yep, it's happening. Um. And that's great, but it is a, and and I think this is why it's important, it is a lower entry point into some of these conversations, but the deeper conversations actually need to happen. The the conversations of like, again, what I even just admitted, I'm like, you know, I don't understand why the grandmother would act that way. (laughs) Like, why would you do that? Well, you know, actually, I heard somebody say this one time, this is a good point, everybody should live by when you say, I don't understand, and then you fill that blank in, ha, you just admitted something. You don't understand. So stop assuming. <laughs> okay. You know, like, that's a good one. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't understand. Ha, that's you. You don't understand something. All right. Go listen to somebody. Because it's so funny how we use that phrase so much in our culture. Like, I don't understand how the grandmother would act that way. Okay. Well, that's on you. You're the one that doesn't understand. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think I think it's just huge. Actually pay attention to the voices you're listening to. And if they all if the voices you're listening to all look like you, you should expand your horizons. You should expand sure. the voices you're I listening think, to. Yeah, I think that's another big takeaway we can take from the movie. Conversations that need to start within our own communities. Because a lot of times we we ignore issues um because we're so busy kind of fighting against outside forces. Um, so having conversations within our own community, within the Latinx community, and then also branching out and having conversations with other people, mm. you know, with our allies, people that want to learn and understand. Uh, I think that when we're having conversations that builds acceptance, that, you know, opens doors for healing. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's a huge takeaway from the movie as well. For sure. For sure. Um, if you don't mind, can I can I jump into one of my favorite parts? One of the the big impacts I've seen? Okay. Yes. Do it. (laughs) So you mentioned it. The end of the movie where they start to rebuild the house, I think is my my favorite scene. Like I was watching it before we jumped on here. Actually, I should also mention this. My daughter's literally downstairs watching the movie right now for the millionth time. (laughs) Anyway, literally, this is taking over my life. But (laughs) uh, that last scene, like, real like just the the teaching that you're not defined by your gifts and and then seeing the community come together you know it's a disney ending and i know that we're talking we're talking about this like disney ending that's inspirational and helpful and then we're you know part of why we're having this conversation is all right well let's also talk about real life here (laughs) um and so i know that there's this disney ending but 
I think there's such an important lesson in there and also a thing to pay attention to that while yes, it may not ever or may not always happen uh, in real life the way that it does in that movie, pay attention for those moments and celebrate the crap out of them because it is amazing when a community of different people with diverse backgrounds and all this come together to help each other out. Like I like it seems like in our in our culture right now that's happening less and less and I don't know if it is or not, but either way it's important I feel like to pay attention to and to to celebrate when it happens. But then also you know, I guess I'm I'm combining two points from that that scene and that song, but then also like that whole family struggled by being defined by their gifts, and and I see that so often in students and in people's lives that they're defined by what they have, uh, you know, what they've accomplished or what people say about them, and I just want to be like, your identity is so much more than that, and. Uh, and, and like your identity, you know, this is where I think faith for me comes in. And I know for you, like, I think your identity is beyond those things. I think your identity is in that you're the son or daughter or however you identify. You are, you are a child of God. And I really, really believe that. And, and obviously this wasn't a religious movie, but I just see that moment. And I'm like, so I, I think Everybody needs to know your identity isn't so much more than just what you think your gifts are. And yeah, I just, and have a community. That's my that was, talk. That was a really, that was a really good point. Um, that I think I may not have even like thought about myself. Um, mostly because I'm one of those people that sometimes I, I put my worth and like my gifts and what people telling me I'm smart or whatever. And I, I think that that's, also really important what you just brought up is that you know we we don't have to put our worth in our gifts you know um and I think that was like representative of the scene like you were saying when they were rebuilding the house it wasn't about the gifts and like keeping a perfect facade for the rest of the community because they came they came in to help when you were in trouble you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I think that that's that's a beautiful uh piece that played a role in Encanto as well for sure for sure so, uh, we can start heading towards, uh, wrapping up with this or we can keep going as well. But I, I, you know, I guess <laughs> my, I, I, I guess I would like to ask you to dream a little bit about what impact that like, and, and you can dream as big as you want to with this or as small that like we've said, like, you know, we think that, and you think that this is a good conversation starter. What would you hope some of those conversations, like what would you hope starts coming out? Like the fruit of some of those conversations in light of everything we've talked about. Does that make sense? Like, what do you hope? Like, you know, this movie, maybe like, like I, and this is why it's a dream. I don't know if this will actually happen or not, but, dream for a moment like what if people <laughs> we all watch this movie and it sparked conversations where would you hope that that led to um i honestly think that a lot of it is about having conversations actually actively listening to each other understanding each other accepting each other 
um, as we are, um, loving your neighbor. You know what I mean? Like understanding that. Um, <laughs> that boy is on fire. Thank you so much. Say more. Say more. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. No, yeah, I it really I think that that what Mirabel did was she loved her neighbor. Her family, you know, wasn't in a place where they were feeling accepted. They were feeling outcasted. They were feeling like they had to, you know, put a facade up, hide behind shame. Um, like Isabella and Mirabel had a terrible relationship and they mm -hmm. thought that they hated each other. And when she finally listened to her, she was like, no, like, I get it now. Everything that you've done is because you're feeling all the pressure of having to be perfect for the family. Um, and when they finally were able to listen to each other, look at that healing moment. I think we can all, um, if anything that we take away from this movie is listen to each other, accept each other, and we'll see, you know, beautiful relationships spring up from that. 100%. 100%. And I, you know, our, our, our audience, I know like, like not everybody here that listens uh faith isn't important to everybody that listens and so if you're not a christian or you're not religious this doesn't apply to you uh and so you're totally off the hook for what i'm about to say but if you would say that you're a christian and you'd say that you follow jesus what lorraine just said is a non-negotiable okay it is how you're supposed to live your life okay in fact and like jesus was so clear on this and doubled down on it and tripled down on it and quadrupled down on it that loving others not however you get to define it loving as he loved you was supposed to define your life and so if what lorraine said is like oh gosh that sounds challenging i have to listen i have to care i have to listen to people that disagree with me and like seek you know try to find some common ground or like serve them oh my gosh serving people you disagree with is a little worse okay like, like if you're feeling all that you know what you're realizing in that you're realizing the cost of loving okay and you're starting to get just a taste of one how much jesus loved you but also what he invited us into and so i just think that that's huge for those of us <laughs> that say we want to follow jesus you just described what it means to to love people and the actively listening oh my gosh we suck at that so much <laughs> like we are so bad at that but you can't love without actually listening to the other person and not just listening so you can respond and be like well and here's why you're wrong but actively listening to be like how like you know what am i missing you know <laughs> like is there a piece of this that maybe i don't understand because my experience my background my my family history whatever like but, and again, if all that sounds like I would never do that, that's okay. I mean, you know, again, that's fine. I just, you just need to know this is what Jesus invited us to. And, and, and actually, if this matters to you, he commanded us to do. That's a mic drop, Nate. <laughs> I'll give it to myself. So I'll give that it to myself. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, you know, I just think about this, too, that, like, you know, if you think about it and you're like, well, then why would we do that? Imagine a world where we did that. Well, imagine how much better our society would be right now. And we're so divided over everything. Imagine if we actually listened to the the other, whoever that is for you. Imagine if we actually were like, instead of like, I'm going to prove to the other people why they're wrong. Okay, imagine if you're like, I'm going to listen to see if maybe I'm missing something and then discover what a need is that I can fix or serve or fill in. And 
And I know that it would change the world because imagine this. Wouldn't you want that done for you? Yes, you would. Okay. All right. Yes. I'd tell you the answer. And so here's the thing. You can be that for other people. And if we all did that, which is, I think, why Jesus's invitation still exists and is still impactful today, it would change the world. I really, really believe that. Uh, and it's amazing that a Disney movie got us here. I love it. This was like, I wasn't even expecting it to go there. Um, but that me question that like, you asked me, it, it was, that's really just, that's crazy. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. No, I love your answer to that. They're like, it would be, it'd be conversations. I love that. Because from that, from that, gosh, so much healing would happen. So, so much healing would happen. I'm in my, I'm in my like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I could keep going all day, but we don't need to do that. Tell me about Lasso. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about that. Specifically, you know, for those of us that are at Rick or Rhode Island College, uh, this is a club lair. You guys uh, have been restarting, coming out of this crazy pandemic, all that stuff. So, well, we're not out of it yet, but you've been restarting. You've been helping lead that. You know, plug it away. Tell me everything you want to tell me. Alrighty, so LASSO is the Latin American student organization that we have on campus at RIC. Um, and honestly, our mission for the group is to just have this community where we're able to share our beautiful and rich heritage. And also a lot like what we're doing today is start these conversations. You know, we're able to uh, talk to people of communities that are different than us and share these things that, you know, we may not have known if we hadn't talked about them mm. um and so we are like nate said getting uh the group back uh in action the group was you know not active anymore because of the pandemic and we're getting uh everything back in order uh doing events on campus where we're able to share you know a lot of our cultures with you guys and so if anybody would like to join we have an instagram page it's rick.lasso um, and we share a lot of things on there. We're actually looking to be doing an event where we watch Encanto and kind of talk about it, similar to what we're doing today. Um, and yeah, we're just really excited to be able to continue to do this work and share our culture with people and start these conversations. I love it. I love it. We will definitely link your Instagram uh, in our description. So if you're a Rick student, you're like, oh, I'd love to go to this or I want to know more or I have a friend that would like to know more. You can find that in our description. Um, and for whatever this is worth, um, this is one of my favorite clubs at Rick. Uh, <laughs> I've, uh, I've loved through the years. And then especially with the group, you guys that are restarting it this, uh, this year, I, I just, I love cheering y'all on and, and I'm excited to see this come back and I can't encourage Rick students enough to join uh, if it's not this club, join any club. But if you're thinking about a club to join, this is one of the ones to join. Some of the best people and some of the nicest people are in this club. Um, hey, do you have to uh, be a Latinx student to join? Thank you for asking that. I was just going to mention, you definitely do not have to be. We have I'm people not. of all different creeds, nationalities that join, and we like to share this with you guys. And also, usually... Our events have pretty good food. So That's if you want what some nice I was going to say. <laughs> yes. That the boy food is so fire. good. <laughs>
thank you so much. So if you want to try something new, you want to try some Hispanic food, we got you. Come to our events. Oh my gosh, the best food ever. <laughs> the best food ever. Well, Lorraine, I appreciate you so, so much. This was fun. We're going to have to have you back because there's a million things we could talk about. Um, but I love uh, I love your willingness to share with people and to talk about people and to promote these conversations. Um, and so, yeah, just thank you so, so much. Well, Lorraine, if people want to get in touch with you, is it cool they hit you up on Instagram? Can we plug you Absolutely. too? Absolutely. Yes, my handle is Lorraine.Quintero on Instagram. I think I'm tagged on Lasso's page as well, so if you want to go through there, you can find me. Yes, I uh, I I think you like for anybody listening that you like maybe you want to talk to Lorraine about Encanto or you just want to you know again more info about Lasso or join more or you know just hear more stories or ask questions. Lorraine is one of the nicest people. Definitely hit her up, and I know that she would be down to to talk to you and and answer questions, share stories, exchange ideas, all that stuff. Um, She's one of the, like I said, one of the best people doing this. We do this all the time. Like, I, we should just record. I love to talk. We should record our <laughs> conversations because we could just have a podcast every time we talk. But yes. Anyway, yes, for sure. Hit Lorraine up. Thank you guys so much though for being part of this community. Make sure to we just plug so many Instagram stuff. So after you listen to this episode and pull your phones out and get on Instagram, go interact with everybody. We talked about the living room, Lorraine, Lasso, whatever. Just hit us all up. Uh, we love talking to you guys and can't wait for you guys uh, to continue this conversation. So in the meantime, Lorraine, there's something very important we ask our guests to do every episode, and that's to stay awesome. Do you mind saying that to them? Can you say, like, just stay awesome? Stay awesome, everybody. <laughs> See you, friends. Bye. Bye.